Thanks for checking out the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Scar. This podcast features athletes from around Southern California and highlights their journey into collegiate athletics. Today, I'm sitting down with Palisades ace Wyatt Longcar. The six foot six senior has committed to Ohio State to play his college baseball, but is laser focused on the season ahead. We chatted about his progression as a pitcher, the battles he's faced on his way back from injury, and what it's like to play for a tight-knit group like the baseball team at Pally. Here's my conversation with Palisades right-hander, Wyatt Longcar. Welcome to the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Scar. Sitting across from me, right-hander Wyatt Longcar from Palisades. Wyatt, thanks for sitting down, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So we're going to give the audience a little bit of stats like we always do. 6-6-2-10. That is a good pitcher's body. And uh, some of the ERA numbers for your season so far, 0.39 ERA. You've struck out 31 in 18 innings. And what I found most impressive, no walks. What's been the key for your success so far? You know, just trusting my stuff. And I know all the work I put in and stuff has, you know, helped me to get to this point because, you know, there's been highs and lows. But right now I really feel dialed in, so feeling good. When you look at your stat line, you know, I just mentioned the ERA under one, the almost two strikeouts per inning. What are you most proud of in that stat line? Definitely the no walks. I feel like uh, in high school ball, walks are a big part of the game. And, you know, for me, control is something I've really worked on, especially this off season. So to have no walks so far uh, feels really good. Now, you missed your entire junior season. What was going on there? I had um, a little elbow injury. Um, Kind of had like, inflammation in the back of my elbow, kind of like a tendonitis in the way, and it was a bummer. But I knew, you know, I had to come back strong for the summer just for recruiting purposes. And mm-hmm. it was tough to miss the whole season and not be with my boys. But you know, is what it is. And you know, now I'm helping out as much as I can. Was it tough during that recovery process to know that you couldn't pick up a baseball some days? You couldn't go out and throw. You know, you had to trust the rest and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was really tough. I mean. Just especially, you know, when you love it that much and you see everyone out there, you want to help and just it's some tough days, but you got to know it's part of the process and you got to trust it. Now, when I was digging up a little stats on you and just doing some research, I noticed you were a pitcher on the Perfect Game All-America team and you got to pitch at San Diego, pitch at Petco Park. That's got to be awesome. What was that experience like? Yeah, I got invited out for like the scrimmage type of game. So it was on Friday. Their game was on the Sunday. And then on Friday, I got to throw against the All-Americans, which is an awesome experience. I mean, being in Petco, looking up, huge stadium, it was, it was one of the best experiences I've had in my, my career so far. What's that mound like? I mean, it's, I'd say it's just as good. If not, ours is probably better. Yeah? Ours is, yeah, ours is top-notch. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's just everything around there is just, like, it's just special, that atmosphere, yeah. So what makes your mound? Because you... That's a high school mound compared yeah. to a big league mound. What makes your mound so special? Why do you like it? Uh, well, Coach Vogel really takes care of the field as a whole, but the mound especially, you know, that's our baby. Yeah. And we actually got the field redone, the infield redone uh, this winter, and the mound's looking as good as it's ever looked, and it feels great. So one thing for me, whenever I threw a good mound, it was like the first time you took the mound and it was there wasn't a hole by the rubber, mm-hmm. you know, and where you were landing was actually like hard clay and it felt nice. Yeah. It was just it was such a transformation from playing on crappy lots with dust. So when you're going on a mound at some of these other parks and maybe, you know, they're not taking the good care of it like you guys here at Pally, maybe you go to some of the other schools and they're tough mounds. 
What do you have to do? What are some adjustments you have to make if you're throwing off some of those bad mounds? You know, it's tough, but you kind of figure it out as the warm-ups go on. And sometimes it can change, especially if the landing spot, the hole's deeper or near the, near the rubber if the hole's deeper. But, you know, you just kind of figure it out as you go. But obviously it's a big change. And, you know, just get over it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can do, right? Yeah. So let's talk about college a little bit. Baseball has a different recruiting trajectory than football and basketball. You know, football kids get a full scholarship, and it's a huge deal, and basketball kind of the same thing. But baseball is a lot more partial scholarships. It's for one year, and then we'll reevaluate after a year, and things are a little bit different. So what is your experience, and can you kind of fill the people in a little bit about what makes it different from football and basketball? Yeah, you know, I'd say compared to football and basketball, baseball recruiting is a lot earlier. You see guys committing in even eighth grade these days of those, those big programs and you know you kind of feel rushed and mm -hmm. stuff but you know it's 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 an interesting process and and you really as a pitcher for me it was all about like it's kind of it's like velocity 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 and they look at size and stuff but you can go out there and I could throw you know six shot innings and if I didn't if I threw 85 they're going to talk to the guy that's throwing 90 right, you're not getting the same look on the fence so it, it, it hurts because you know you really feel like you know you're doing your best out there, but they're just demanding so much velocity these days from younger kids, and that's why you see all these arm injuries and mm -hmm. things like that. Now you sit about 89, 90, 91. You're six foot six, right? So they, I'm sure the Ohio State coaches are looking at you and saying he's going to put on some weight, he's going to get in the weight room, and he's going to be hitting 95 in a couple of years. But I'm sure just being where you are and throwing 90 and not hitting those high numbers, it might be a little discouraging, right? So what have you had to do or what have you done to kind of make your game into more of a complete repertoire? Yeah, you know, I've, always, I've never been the super hard thrower guy, even though you could see those numbers and think. But you look at guys, the top guys out of California especially, are hitting numbers like 95, 96, 97. And I've really, you know, developed my, my off-speed stuff, I'd say and my control as well, which I think has really benefited me this year. So, I mean, it's, it's all around. you got to learn, you know, it's not just, you're not just trying, going out there throwing as hard as you can. you got to really pitch. And that really, once you get to high school ball, that really shows, you know, who's the pitchers and who are the guys that are just The throwers. It. Yeah, the throwers. Yeah. What was a pitch that you learned or maybe a mechanical thing that you learned that helped refine what you've turned into? Because not many guys can throw you know, 18 innings, strike out 31, and not walk a single batter. I think that's really impressive. So what are some things you've had to do maybe to refine the game? Um, you know, a lot of it was, for me, was a strength aspect of it. You know, before my injury, I was kind of, I was weaker and stuff, and I was kind of using all arm. So it, even though the injury happened, I was bummed, but it really taught me to get in the weight room and really get after it. So especially in my lower body, I got a lot stronger. So, and with that, mechanically, I could do a lot more things like, I was quicker to the, to the plate and stuff, and I was staying more closed. And it just the strength part of it for me really helped me elevate my game, my velocity, and just everything, control, and yeah. Did you learn a specific pitch that you started to work on a little bit later? I mean, was there like a, you found a slider grip or you found the changeup grip? Was there one specific pitch that kind of came into the forefront in your senior year? Uh, I'd say, <clears throat> you know, my curveball. Especially this offseason, I really worked on that. And, you know, when it's really working, I get that 12-6 drop. And for me, I guess with my height, that benefits me the most. That's probably the pitch for sure. So you're committed to Ohio State. You're going to go play ball. Talk about that process a little bit. Who else was in the running? When did you make that decision to go play at Ohio State? What was that like? Mm -hmm. Kind of taking it back to junior year when my, my recruiting kind of picked up because I was a 
catcher until my sophomore year, actually. And then I kind of realized, like, I was 6'6", six, six, and, like, <laughs> it's probably the, best, the best idea <laughs> to be a pitcher. So then my junior year came, and I started getting looks. I was throwing harder and stuff. And schools like Arizona State, uh, University of Arizona, Xavier was coming after me, some of the Ivies and stuff. And I got to that point, and I was, you know, it was right before season, and then I kind of went with the, the injury, and then the schools kind of, you know, stopped talking to you, which is tough. Sure. And then to my senior year, you know, most guys are usually committed. The top guys, I guess, are committed at least their junior summer and stuff. So I was my junior summer. I was working hard, getting my velocity back. And I was talking to schools like Riverside, Fresno State, and things like that. But, you know, I was looking for the right fit for me. And Ohio State actually contacted me because they saw the video of me pitching at Petco. And um, I was like, and they invited me out to a camp, and I was like, why not? Maybe I'll go out and just see what it's like. And my good buddy, Justin Howard, who's on the volleyball team here, was committed there. So he told me to go out. I went to the camp, and, and they liked me and stuff. And, you know, they kept seeing me. And then finally they pulled the trigger. So and it just felt, it felt like the right fit. Did it feel like a bit of relief, too? Because you mentioned big schools like U of A, Arizona State, Xavier, before the injury. Then after the injury, it's kind of radio silence. You know, mm-hmm. Riverside, Fresno State, good programs, but not the same caliber. So when you committed to Ohio State, did it feel like a bit of redemption? Yeah, I mean, it felt, it felt like redemption and stuff. Just, it just felt – it was just I'd worked so hard to – because once I came off my injury, I was just, you know, I had nothing. You know, my off-speed wasn't working. I wasn't doing that hard. And then I just kept working and stuff. And finally to get to that point and to, you know, to finally be there and just, you know, be committed and stuff, it felt it felt really good. Now, one of the unique things about baseball that the other sports don't have is you can make the jump from high school to the pros. You can get drafted and you can go start playing in the bus leagues and playing low A and that kind of stuff. Have you thought about any of that? I mean, it seems like, you know, maybe you're a couple of years away from playing that level of baseball, just kind of getting your strength back and your velocity back. But have scouts talked to you about that at all? Have they said, you know, if you had maybe X, Y, and Z, you would be a you know, mid-20s round kind of pick? Have you thought about that at all? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about it a little. I've talked to a few scouts and stuff, and I've seen, you know, three or four of my games. But, um, you know, at this point, I don't really know. I mean, I haven't talked to my parents about that. I've always, you know, both my parents went to college, so, you know, something's big for me. But, you know, baseball is, you know, what I love. And... At this point, I don't really know. We'll see how the season keeps going, but I haven't really thought about that enough, to be honest. Do you feel like, I think some kids, if they have a scholarship, that's kind of leverage, right? They're going to wait. If they're not picked in the first two rounds, I'm going to go to college. So do you feel like maybe, let's say, you do get drafted in the 27th round or whatever, because baseball drafts, I think, go to, what, 38 rounds, 40 rounds? Yeah, so it's pretty deep. Do you feel like that could just be a badge of honor? You know, hey, I got picked. You know, I got picked in, like, the 27th round. Yeah, I mean, it'd feel great. I mean, it would it'd be something special, especially, you know, even if I didn't decide to go and I went to Ohio State and had that kind of badge on me to show the coaching staff that, you know, this guy's for real and, you know, he's, he's ready to play and hopefully get some early playing time. So to a young arm that's looking to develop, maybe they don't have your body type, but they're, you know, they're, they're trying to develop a couple of pitches or they want to get a little bit stronger. The hype right now, like you kind of mentioned, is all about velocity, right? We see it all over Major League Baseball. Velocities have spiked. Guys are just trying to throw harder. How can I get from 90, I got to get to 95. From 95, I got to get to 100. So to a high school kid who maybe he's throwing 75, right? He's way behind the curve. What can you tell him to kind of stick with his game, or what are some tips you can give him? 
Yeah, I'd say, you know, stay patient. And for me, what really helped was I didn't do weighted balls or anything like that. I, I was a big long toss guy. So in the off season, the summer, I'd long toss, you know, two or three times a week, you know, maxing out one time and, you know, pulling down. And for me, that really helped me. And then in the strength aspect, you just, you really got to get after it. There's those days when you go home, you're tired and stuff after practice, but, you know, get in the weight room, you know, do the right stuff, especially with your lower body. I mean, if you just get on the squat rack and deadlift and stuff, I guarantee you the velocity is going to start coming. And, you know, it's, it's a tough process because it takes forever. And you're always like, I just want more and more, but you got to be patient and it'll come. So on your best max pull-down day, what were you throwing? I haven't been gunning a pull-down in a while, but um, like 90 up the mound. So I don't know what that translates to, but maybe mid yeah, mid ninety, yeah, ninety two, ninety three, something like yeah, that. But we'll see. <laughs> have you ever hit a moment in the gun where you felt kind of that euphoria? Right, you have a goal. I'm gonna hit eighty eight. I want to hit ninety. When you ever did you ha- ever have one of those moments where it was like I nailed it. This is a goal that I set and I hit it. Yeah, I mean when I hit ninety, the first time I hit ninety was this season actually. Before I had been, I had been stuck at eighty nine for like months. And that was just <laughs> every game eighty nine, eighty nine, and my dad had the gun on me and stuff. And then finally uh, against Samo, I hit it a couple times. And it was just a relief because that number 90 is like so big yeah. and stuff. And even though it's like not a huge difference, but for me, that just felt like, like it just felt great. And then once I hit 90, now I'm like, I'm going to keep getting up and up and just keep getting better. So, yeah. Yeah. So I imagine 95, that's the 95, next one. 95, yeah, the next one. Hopefully. Ha- has Ohio finish. State ever talked to you about like, hey, we got a strength program, our guys, this is how we do it. Do you feel like there's a path for you to get there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's part of the reason I committed there. You know, the entire coaching staff, Coach Beals and the entire coaching staff, you know, really set up the plan for me and said, like, you know, you know you're you're the guy we want and this is how we're going to get you better and stuff. And that really, you know, gravitated towards me and stuff. And I'm going out there in the summer, actually, early to, you know, get in the strength program, get, you know, in the flow of things. Mm-hmm. So by fall, I'll maybe I'll gain some velocity and, you know, just get going. So that'll be nice. What's the workload of a college baseball team like? It's a lot different than some of the other sports. I think there was a stat out there once that said college baseball players have the worst travel because you guys play a ton of games. You're going all over the place. So what's the workload like? I mean, I'm not sure until I get there, but from what I've seen, I mean, it's long days. Usually morning waits, go to class, practice, and then pitchers will you know, throw their pens and stuff like that. It's a lot of positional stuff, PFPs, and, and then I think – by the time you get home, you know, you're doing homework, and that's that's pretty much your day. But it's it's a loaded day, and especially once you get in season. I mean, you're having three, four-game series, and then you have mid, midweek games too, so it's it's a lot on your plate. But, you know, you really got to love it, and, you know, that's why I'm doing it, I'd say. Do you feel – are you one of those guys, do you feel like you kind of eat, breathe, sleep baseball? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of my life, if I'm being honest with you. You know, I, I go to practice, I get home, eat dinner, you know, go to the gym. And it's kind of everything my life kind of revolves on baseball. So that's kind of me, I'd say. <laughs> All right, let's bring it back down to Palisades. So we're sitting here in the PE room, right? One of my questions I had, we're in the age of transfers, transferring from one school to the next, sometimes to the next or to the fourth, right, just to get that opportunity. Why have you never left Palisades? Why have you stuck here? You know, Palisades, I live in the Palisades, and it's been the school you know, I've always grown up seeing the paper, all the Pally baseball guys, thought it was super cool and stuff. And coming here with Coach Vocal and all, some of my best buds, uh, it's just, you know, some, some of the process, I'd say, you know, our practices may maybe go later than some schools and stuff. And, 
I really, I just felt like the, the group I was with, you know, our class and stuff, I knew we could do something special, you know, and um, I've just stuck to it, and, you know, I've loved every moment. And that's one of the things that I've noticed watching you guys play. You all seem like pals, right? Like, you, you love each other. You like hanging out with each other. You, I'm sure you guys hang out on the weekends or after school or after practice. So what can you say about the closeness of this team, and do you feel like it's made you guys better? Yeah, I mean, this team's got a lot of chemistry. You know, we've since sophomore year we've always we've been a, a tight team not really many clicks and stuff and you know we're just we're really tight and we, we bond really well I mean most teams I'd say you know you'd say your best buds are on your team sure, and stuff yeah. but I feel like this team's got something special going on and you know I'd love to be a part of it it's, it's awesome now one of the things that we've talked about on our baseball show about the city section we think Palisades it's always been the West Valley League right West Valley League they're the ones that get to Dodger Stadium and they're always playing but if there were a dark horse or an outsider that could make a run, we think it could be Palisades. As a team, what are some of your common goals? You know, obviously the goal is City, but, you know, we got to take the game, games one at a time. There's some great teams in the City section. So, you know, every game, you know, we're, we're working our tails off and we're just trying to reach the goal, which is City. So let's say you're on the mound and it's, it's a nothing-nothing ball game. You're throwing a gem. It's the sixth inning. And you know your team is pitching and defense, speed pitching defense. That's what Palisades is right now. What's the mentality on the mound when you're not getting the run support, right? You're not getting the guys aren't behind you. They're not, not hitting it. What do you have to do? Or what's the mentality when you take the mound and you're not getting run support? You know, it's always the same. And I, I go out there and I'm just going to do my job. You know, I'm not thinking about everything around me. You know, I know my guys are going to pick me up. You know, we got a great lineup and stuff. People don't really look at our hitting because, you know, I guess we haven't put up the runs and stuff, but we got some guys that can really hit when we need them to. And, um, you know, when I go out there, I just I want to do my job, and that's, that's all I can do. And so I keep that mindset the entire game. What are some pieces of advice you could give a young pitcher? Maybe he gets discouraged. You know, he's out there throwing, and he's not getting the runs, and they're not picking him up, or maybe they're making errors. What are some pieces of advice you could give to that kid? I mean, you really just got to focus on, you know, what you got to do. You know, you, you can't control – Unless you're in the lineup, I guess you can't control what's going on around you. You got to focus in because once you start thinking about all the other stuff and they're not giving me runs, you're gonna get in your head, you're gonna lose focus, maybe walk a guy or so, and then you're gonna get up the run and you're gonna lose the game. So it's really about just doing the task at hand, and I'd say, yeah, that's about it. Now you mentioned the focus and having the right mentality. Pitching is a huge mental game. It's kind of you can win or lose a ball game or losing at bat by yourself on the mound before you even throw a pitch. What are some cues of yours that you have to stay focused and, and attack hitters? You know, I, I wouldn't say I have many cues and stuff. You know, I'm, I've always, you got to have that mentality out there that you really just, that, that killer instinct or whatever. Mm -hmm. So out there, you know, I'm, for me, you know, I'm, I'm like a fun guy. I like to make jokes and stuff. But when I'm pitching, you know, I get in the dugout, I don't say a word. I'm just kind of by myself. So I like to stay focused and just really, you know, think about the next hitters and things like that and just really you gotta you gotta be out there you know you're out there for five six seven innings like you just gotta focus as much as you can over that time what's your out pitch i'd say you know my high fastball or you know my curveball do you feel confident throwing both of those pitches in any count doesn't matter where yeah for sure i think mean, me throwing my curveball first strike has really helped me this year and uh same with my fastball and both those pitches i feel like i've great control of did that take you a little while to get the confidence in to be able to throw that curveball when it's 3-2 or to throw it first pitch did it did it take a while to get there 
Yeah, it took a lot of time. I mean, it's all about trusting it, especially when I had some control problems, you know, junior year and even in the off season and stuff. And it was just not trusting it and trying to kind of trying to aim it and stuff like that. So once you really let it go and and really just fire it out there and you, can, you build your confidence up, it's really going to help you. So that's that was for me. Now, one player where I've been really impressed with watching this team is your catcher, Julian Jacobson. What can you say about how important it is to have a catcher you trust, you trust his calls? How much does that mean to you? I mean, it means a lot. You know, he's a great kid off the field, and he's a great catcher and stuff, and he brings the energy. I mean, I'm out there. I'm not a big, energetic guy on the bump, but, you know, every strikeout, he's getting up. He's getting <laughs> riled up, and you just love it. And, you know, he's, he's our guy. You know, he's been my catcher since sophomore year. So it's, it's a big part of the team, and I think it really amps us up. What are some of the cues you guys have in the dugout? Maybe it's a tight ball game, but the game is still on the line. You know, it's nothing, nothing. It's 1-1. How are you guys able to stay in it in those close games? You know, it's all about the dugout and the energy. I'd say when our dugouts are getting loud, especially at home and stuff, you know, that's when we do our best. And even the hitters say when we're, we're, we're super loud, that's when they, they're feeling their best. So I feel like when we get the energy up, everybody's in there. We're getting, we're getting rowdy. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. All right, if you could pick one big league pitcher that maybe you model your game after or maybe you've stolen a pitch from or gotten inspired from, who to be? I've been watching a lot of um, Glaxo or Glaxo. Yeah, Tyler yeah, Glasnow. Because so, a lot of guys, I like to look at guys that are kind of like me. So he's a big guy. He's about 6'8", and he's got 40 pounds on me a bit. Yeah, he throws but, uh, Chad too. <laughs> he throws Chad, and uh, he's, got that, he's got that slider. You know, I'm more of a curveball guy, but I really just like the way he throws and his mechanics and stuff. I really like to look at that because, you know, guys like Stroman and them are great, but I'm not going to be like them just because they're smaller guys and they have that, that twitchy quickness and stuff. But i got to model my game off someone that's similar body type as me, so I'd say him. Who's the best hitter you've faced? Best hitter I've faced? Or a top three, if it's tight. You can give me a top three. I'm not sure. I mean, I've – Or best lineups. Best lineup, it was I mean, club ball. I played the Trotsky baseball. What's Eight, that? It's like a – it's a big club out here. And, um, I mean, they had like nine D1 guys. And this guy, if you if you leave a fastball up and stuff, I don't care how hard you're throwing or <laughs> how good your curveball is, they're going to hit a double in the gap. And that was the way it was, yeah. Which club team was this? Trotsky baseball. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if I've come across those, that Yeah. All right, Wyatt. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for sitting down, man. I really appreciate the time. Wyatt Longcar, Roddy for Palisades Baseball, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.